Hey there, Super Potters. His name is Aaron, and he lost the instruction manual and doesn't remember how to turn it back on. His name's Tommy, the Prince of All Saiyans. And this is the Super Pod Saga. That's right, Super Pod Saga. That's what you're listening to. You're hearing our voices straight from our microphones. Welcome. <laughs> if this is straight out of straight out of fuck. What's the Saiyan planet called? Straight out of Saiyan. I don't know. I don't know anything about. I've never watched a Dragon Ball. Oh, um, so I'm not the man for that. Um, but you're you're here for the men of video games, and that's what we are. If this is your first time listening, Aaron and I bring a different video game topic to the table to talk about, and then we talk about it. We have a guest most of the time, and that's true today as well. We just we're just gonna keep talking. I hope that's okay. Talk, talk away, talk away. <laughs> we'll phase him out slowly. <laughs> <laughs> and you heard our guest there. His name is Dave from the Remember Sixty Four podcast. Hi, Dave. Hello, gentlemen. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? How are you? Happy to be here. Thanks for being here. Yeah, of <laughs> course. That afternoon coffee is really kicking in now, huh? It's kicking in, and I've had two sips, and it's only in an espresso, too, so it's really oh, small, shit. and yet here we go. <laughs> it went straight to the brain. Straight to the brain, yeah. <laughs> Dome shot. <laughs> um, why don't you tell the listeners at home about yourself, about your podcast, and what video games you like? Well, um, Remember 64 is just an adventure through uh, the way I write on some of the social media platforms is the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between of the titles of the Nintendo 64. So the goal is to somehow survive long enough to get through the entire library of that <laughs> console, um, nice. which which compared to other uh, consoles actually doesn't have as many games. You know, it's a few hundred, which is not nothing, but mm -hmm. you know, some consoles have a thousand, some of them have 600, some of them have 500. So hopefully I survive long enough. Um, but, uh, the idea is to, uh, just pick games as we go. Uh, it's not chronological. It's mm -hmm. not, you know, Hey, this had an anniversary this month. Sometimes we try and match that stuff up, but it is what it is. We just kind of pick a game here and there. It's myself and a number of different guests or I would say at least half the episodes are someone new or someone different or someone that's returning. Um, and uh, I typically ask the guest, hey, what game tickles your fancy? Let's pick that. Most of the time, despite me being the person who started this Nintendo 64 podcast, um, most of these games that we've done so far, which has been about uh, about. 30 something at this point. Um, I should know that. And I don't, that's great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, most of them I had not played before because I think like a lot of people that I know of anyway, um, the N64 was very much Mario Kart, Mario party, yeah. Zelda, that, you know, especially the ones where you get together with three other friends or family and stuff. That's really where a lot of that experience was. So yeah, there's been a whole lot of single player games or, you know, sort of ones that fell through the cracks when you're around that age, when the console came out. Cause for me, I was, only about 11 years old, 10 years old when that came out. So um, around that time, my interest wasn't uh, Mission Impossible, you know, and it wasn't anything too serious. It was, I want to play Mario Party with my family and friends. So it's been fun to go through all that. And that's basically the show. We talk a little bit about the history of the development of that particular game. And then it is, uh, you know, half hour to 45 minute sort of chat about replaying the game, uh, our memories of it, if we've played it before. And then we move on to the next episode. So that's uh, that's Remember 64, yeah. And um, and you also asked what my favorite kind of games are, or my kind of games that I play and enjoy. 
Um, I've been called out recently on my own podcast. Ooh. Oh no. Because, yeah. <laughs> so if anyone uh, hasn't listened yet or, or did point it out and has, has heard it, but somewhat recently, um, I think it was, was it in, yeah, it was in October and September, we were playing through uh, paper Mario, which I had very little experience with. Um, this is the first paper Mario, the one that came out for the 64. And, um, in the middle of that podcast, I was called out that uh, the 64 is not my favorite console, and uh, I'm the guy who began, who started that uh, Nintendo 64 podcast. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> that was <laughs> that was interesting to be called out in that way. But really, what it is 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 it's sort of another sort of description of the show itself. But basically, like I I wanted to explore more of this console and of these games. Because to me, that generation of gaming, whether it's that of the PlayStation or even somewhat going into the Dreamcast, but that's a little bit later. But, you know, late 90s, mid to late 90s gaming to me is pretty awkward, I think. It's yes. a really awkward yes. time for growth and ideas, really the real first 3D taste that you had in gaming. And, you know, because I didn't experience a ton of the 64, now that I realized that as I got older, I was like, you know what, let's do it. So... Um, I'm enjoying myself. I'm, I'm enjoying going through the library, but I got to tell you, those some of these games, man, whew, not oh, I'm sure. not what you want to play. <laughs> <laughs> where where can people find the podcast if they want to listen to it? Uh, right across the board, like anybody else that has one, a show out there, you can find it across uh, all the podcast platforms. Remember 64 um, social media will be at Remember 64 Show. I have that name pretty much across the board on any platform you can think of i think aside from facebook because i haven't had facebook in like four years so that's the only place i'm not and uh if you want to find some youtube videos it's remember dash 64 because without the dash apparently it was taken i don't know um but uh there there's some gameplay videos that i've had of some of the games that i've been playing um if i have a video version of the chat portion of each episode i will put that up as well so you don't even you can look at my ugly face while I talk about these games that I stink at as well, if you want. So um, that's, that's pretty much it. That's yeah. That's, that's how it goes. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, Aaron, yeah. Aaron, Aaron, where can the people find us? If they need to find the, the creamed corn of podcasts, that is us. <laughs> uh, they, uh, the, you can go to superpodsaga.com. Uh, your previous episodes, blog, uh, you can leave a review on the website, social medias. We do have a Facebook, even though, I mean, Facebook ain't what it used to be. That's for true. Uh, in our support page, because if you like the show and you want to help uh, Tommy and I out, we would really appreciate it. Become a patron. Bonus yeah. episodes, early access. Early access. Yep. Uh, I forgot the other stuff. Superpodsaga.com. Yeah, go find out for yourself. Yep. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> build it yourself. DIY. Build it, build it yourself. <laughs> Excellent. Um, you guys want to know what we're going to talk about today? Ooh. I'm dying to know. Intrigued. Dying. Yeah, as if we didn't pre-plan our answers or anything. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. We're going to talk about our favorite locations from video games, the favorite places to be, to explore, to have fun in. And I think that'll be fun. Yeah. yeah. But first, oh, yeah. but first before you hear from us, we're going to we're going to read our our D&T Q&A, the Discord and Twitter question and answer because we ask the people on Discord and Twitter first to get their opinions and we read it on on the, the episode that's the name of the segment <laughs> that whole thing yeah <laughs> that, that, whole, that whole smooth like butter thing right there yep, yep, yep. I'll, I'll start off with the discord uh aaron asks what are some of your favorite locations in video games 
real Dave Jackson said, Central Yarnum in Bloodborne, great tutorial level, full of beasts, hunters, and the meanest NPCs who won't let you into their houses. Those cackling <laughs> ladies make me laugh every time. <laughs> cackling <laughs> ladies, nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's hop on over to T-Town. Uh <laughs> the the crust the crusty boys or as their like i guess name that you change the part of the name that you change on on twitter uh says i say fuck (laughs) 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 their their answer was huge on deserted bathrooms me too that's my natural habitat how'd you know i i I hear a bit of an echo is that where you are right now (laughs) (laughs) we always just feels just feels comfortable you know it's just one of those places When you got to go, you got to go. Then I got to go it. all the time. All, all day, every day, people. Uh, Nomad, the retro wildland said on Discord, Raccoon City from the Resident Evil games. The city itself was eventually overrun by the undead and met a grisly end. But I always appreciated the fact that the city itself became as much of a character as the ones we play as. We learn a bit about it in the first game. We're stuck in it in the second game and part ways with it at the end of the third game. It contains countless stories of survival and hope. And I always appreciated that. Excellent review. Yeah, that's great. I I wholeheartedly agree. Um, RE games are not like top of my list kind of thing of what I love, but those early ones I have the most experience with and especially two and 100%. I totally agree. Great answer. Uh, here on over T-Ville, we've got Michael Condy. Michael Conde, I apologize. Um, at Brainiac345, we'll go with that. He says, Rogue Port from Paper Mario, Thousand mm. Year Door, holds a lot of memories for me. Yes. Mm. That's good. Yes, great hub world. Yeah, um, but to quote, to quote Family Feud, great answer! Mm-hmm. Great answer, <laughs> great answer. Great answer. Uh, Thrak says, easily, the Federal Bureau of Control. Ooh, yes. Love that. Love that. I haven't played it. Oh my it's god, so it's so good. It's so good. Oh my god. I'm afraid okay. of scary so games and I still managed to play the whole thing. <laughs> I, I, I think it's I think it's trippy. I would I wouldn't call it necessarily scary. I mean, I think it seems like, you know, the latest Alan Wake, which I have not played yet, uh, is uh is definitely on the horror and scary side. I would say control is has elements of it's that got creepy but, vibes yeah it's creepy vibes it's very sci-fi much more yeah, sci-fi yeah, yeah. and stuff yeah, yeah. but it's okay. uh it just plays really well on top yeah. of everything else it just is really really fun i played that a couple years after it came out and with all the dlc and everything i couldn't Ooh. put it down i loved it i loved it nice i've been meaning to buy that when it goes on sale the ultimate edition though is the one i want to get because it comes with like the dlc and yeah. uh the actual uh series x and s version or whatever oh um, yeah 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 Hopping, uh, popping back on over to Twitter. We've got the same guy, Michael Condy at Brainiac three four five. He says, "Here's another one for you, Arkham City." That's that's great. That's such a good answer because that they fucking packed that city full of cool details. Well, yeah, and also Arkham, well, Asylum. Arkham City, but I get, but I, yeah, Ar- there's Arkham Asylum. There's you know everything that's sort of like around that idea, not even necessarily yeah. just that one game, right? Like you can. You can kind of say that it's the entire city, but like Arkham City itself, they they did something different and new at that time. And that was, God damn it, those games are so good. <laughs> Seriously, I need to go back and replay those. Yeah, I replayed Asylum a couple years ago on its 10th or 11th anniversary or sort of thing. It sort of like <laughs> sent, sent me like a steam reminder. Hey, you played this game nine years ago or something like that. Um, man, I love, I love those They're games so, so much. Fun. 
Oh my so god, good. they're so good. Yeah, yeah. Exodiac says probably seasonally biased, but the house in PT, one location so magnificently designed and crafted and delightfully terrifying. That's a good answer. Hell yeah, yeah. That's a good answer. I like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I none of us can never... play it, but that's true. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you could. What was I saying? Oh yeah, unless you want to head to eBay and buy a PS4 that has PT on it for like, fuck, what, 150 bucks, 200 bucks, something like that. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's even higher than that. Yeah, I, I feel like it's probably, higher. Yeah, I mean, either way, I think you're, I like, think you're wrong, Aaron. I think you're wrong. <laughs> I, think what, I think what we've concluded is you are incorrect. <laughs> I think you're fucking stupid, Aaron. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, Twitter! Um, holy shit! Well, let's go with the the part after the ad. We'll do the whole Twitter handle, Kelly Knowles Art. Because the other part is at kellynolesart.bsky.social, and that's way too long. I said it anyway, though, so it doesn't even matter. Uh, she says, the secret aquarium in Mario 64 is so surreal and lovely. Uh, uh, emoji with hearts for eyes. The music, swimming inside a big tower. The view of the infinite blue sky out those huge windows. So simple, but so memorable. Oh, my God. Ooh, yeah, I like that's, that. That's that so is. good. Yeah, that's a goodie. Um, back on the D train, riding that D train. Uh, Chan Chan said, "Definitely going with Anor Londo in Dark Souls." Ooh, okay, that's a good one. I like Anor Londo. Mm. Before I got to Dark Souls, I thought it was a Star Wars place. Oh, it hundred percent sounds like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> that. All right, choo choo Twitter train. Um, let's see. At Evil Cowboy Music, uh, she says. Golden Quay from Final Fantasy 15. I have not gotten that far. I played like four hours of that game and I was like, whew, that's a lot of running. Ooh, <laughs> boy, is that a lot of running. Uh, distorted Rules in the Discord group friend place said <laughs> Novigrad in Witcher 3. I love the city architecture, the lore, the locations within the town, the quest lines in the city and how massive it is. I always look forward to getting there whenever I replay the game. I can vouch for him. He replays that game a lot. <laughs> not, that, not that it's a bad thing, though. <laughs> not that that's a bad thing. No, not, not, not a bad thing at all. No, no. Hey, Twitter. Um, at Gamer90S1992 or Drake is the Beast King. He says, Spira from FF10. That's that's a damn good answer. Spira is super cool. I'm so happy I picked the Discord because the names are easier. <laughs> the Butcher 21 said, "Since Minecraft has improved over the years, I'd have to say deep, way deep in the caves, especially where the or- warden can show up. It's so suspenseful, and I love it." I've never seen the warden. Don't know what that is. I haven't played Minecraft up. since it was on. Was it on browsers or its own little window thing yeah, before Microsoft same. bought it? That's yeah, the last time so. I played Minecraft. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow! Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> Right, I'm dude. old. I'm old, yo. I'm old, yo. <laughs> we all are. Oh boy, here's a long one. Uh, uh, Wookie Dongle VR verdict or at Wookie Dongle, he says, "Oh boy, I don't know what the, Dun, wait, Dun Morogue, Lock Bodan, and then Skellige. I know what's Skellige from. That's Witcher Three. I'm I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, that I, sounds I right. I don't know where the first two are from, and I apologize. But th- those are good answers. <laughs> Uh, the last, the last. Oh, they're from word. World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft. Oh, jeez. Ah, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, we were right. <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs> the last answer in the Discord is Adam Revival and Extinction. He says Camarocho in Yakuza and how it develops throughout the different games and grows with Kiryu. That's a that's a, that's an awesome answer. That's an awesome answer. 
Heck I especially yeah. like it in a. No, no, you're not in Camarocho in, in like a dragon. You're in a. Uh, I forget. Let's move on. Caw! I see the crow <laughs> emoji that we, uh, <laughs> the winner of our Halloween 1v1, the caw! Let's go. Is there Crows. any more on Twitter? Nope, that's it. Oh, oh, that's it. We're done. We're done with yep. the Q&A, TNA. Give me a caw. Caw! There we go. Dave? Dave? Ah! Is okay, that, let's go. That, that was okay. okay. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> sure, I'll, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, join the Discord and you can have your answers read literally verbatim because we're going to do that until someone does something they're not supposed to. Um, <laughs> Please, people, us. do something you're not supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> but let's uh, let's let's talk. Let's take our turn, right? Let's let's give yeah. people what they want, which yeah. is us three random schlubs talking about people. <laughs> <laughs> Schlub. <laughs> I'll take it. I, I've been called worse. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Who's technically? I've been gone for a couple weeks. Whose topic is this? Who starts? Is it me or you? Uh. It's yours. Yeah, because I did addictive games, and then, yeah, this this one's yours. Okay. Um, so when when thinking of locations, like, my brain goes to my most game played games, which we talk about all the time. So I tried to pick different ones from games that I played. Me too. So, Me too. Good, good. I'm glad. Good answer. Um, good answer. I, got a little, I got a little mix of both, actually. So there we go. Look at that. We're across the board. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. So the first one I'm going to talk about is from a game called Battlefield 4. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> what people think about when they think of great locations in video games. <laughs> uh, the, the Shanghai map from the Siege of Shanghai multiplayer map is so good. And like what I consider the pinnacle of Battlefield map design. So, so I'm going to try and paint a picture in your head. It's, it's the city of Shanghai, right? So it's, it's city-like. And there's a bay that's kind of like a U. At the the bottom of the U is a big old tower, a giant tower. And and the capture point, because it's, it's capture point multiplayer, is at the very top of the tower. So if you want to go in there, you have to like get to the building, go in the elevator, wait to ride it all the way to the top, like 100 plus floors, and, and get there. And then there's combat taken out out there. Um, down along the sides of the U are other capture point. There's like a a city center or like a shopping center that has like different you can the ceiling is glass so you can shoot down from above to go inside or you can go through the stores to actually get in there it's it's all the capture points have like multiple levels of of uh how to get there how to get from one to another it's just so well built and and there you wouldn't notice it because of all the chaos but you can like go onto the streets and hit a button to prop up anti-tank things that like the tank driver would have to get out of their tank and go press the button. I just like being annoying like that. That's cool. Press this freaking button. Um, <laughs> the coolest feature of the map, though, is is uh, Battlefield Four had this thing called Levolution, where you could drastically alter the map in the middle of a match. If someone with a tank went to the tower and shot out the support, the entire tower would collapse onto the rest of the map into the bay. So everyone yeah. on or in the building is instantly dead and everyone in the map can look in because it's the tallest tower in the thing just yep. collapses onto the ground. And then that capture point that was on the top of the ceiling is in the rubble in the bay. That's super fucking cool. Oh, it's That's so amazing. super cool, man. I wish I played this game. <laughs> it's uh, and yeah, it's just it's just the the it was the map that I played the most of because I just enjoyed going around this Shanghai area and, and doing things in Battlefield. 
You know what? The Battlefield games are have been... I mean, I played a lot of... I think it was it still called 2 and 3? Or did they have different names at that time? Um, I think they just went by num- simple numbers at that. I, I played those quite a bit. I always enjoyed these large maps that you could... Mm-hmm. You know, really team-based kind of large maps like that. Um, and it looks like I stopped playing these games just in time for me to have a chance to knock down a giant tower, which I'm very uh, sad about. <laughs> I'm looking at a at a, a screenshot of the game. I think it's a screenshot from the game, and uh, it's a dude on a jet ski in the, like the, the the bay, kind of outside of the big tower, and like that's cool. He's getting shot at, and this yeah, is a dude you on can a jet, take ski. jet skis across the bay. God damn it! That's have yeah. a tower fall on you. No two words in the English language make me harder than the words jet ski. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Writing that down. <laughs> we're gonna be in the middle of a of an episode you'll just be like jet ski you're gonna be at a very important you're giving a speech <laughs> <laughs> my uh speaking of things that make me very hard the first one i've written down one that i don't think anybody would expect but it's inaba from persona 4 man persona the, 4 yeah small town vibes uh surrounding Inaba are immaculate like growing up and oh, i guess i didn't grow up in a town i guess chats where there's like a village. a village yeah yeah it's, it's, it's like technically a village yes yeah, it's it's like 50 people or less possibly less but um yeah just walking around town and like watching people like walk up and down the street uh checking out all the stores that are like closed for the season that open up later on or like just Hanging out with your friends, whether it's at like the ramen shop or going to uh, to Jeunesse, the new department store, just walking along and just taking in the fucking sights and shit after school. It's it's awesome. I I'm gonna try to play through Persona Four. God damn it, I'm gonna do it after after World of Horror, and I think that's it. Yeah, I adore small town vibes. I, yep. I love when a, a place has a small town in it, like, like like the town you grew up in. Yeah, like the town I grew up in. Like, uh, um, the division announced that they're having like an extraction game, but it's based in middle America in some small town. And just that I'm like, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> that's that's cool. exactly what I wanted. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> and I always adore when, um, when developers, when they're making a town, they put a lot of like really small, intricate details into towns mm-hmm. as opposed mm-hmm. to just putting, you know, like building space, building space, building grass tree, like the, mm-hmm. In, per, in Persona 4 and, and even shit like the Yakuza series and stuff like that, you'll see like little posters on like telephone poles. You'll see like um, like uh, apartments above grocery stores and shit like that. Somebody's bike leaning up against a wall. Uh, there's just lots of really cool, dumb, small things that, that don't matter at all. But I, I find super fucking cool. Well, yeah. I think I think part of why that's why that's so great is one, if you've if you've grown up or at least been around towns like that a, a decent amount or villages like that a decent amount growing up, whether it's, you know, now when you were younger, whatever it might be like those little details like that are easy to pass by if you're just some person driving through the town or something. Yeah. Right. But all those little things are what make those small towns and villages have extra character and everything, because if you live in that village, let's say that has less than a hundred people in it, that bike belongs to one of your friends or one of your, one of your mom's friends, kids, cousins, whatever, you know, something like that. And you know that that means something to someone. And then like when you go in a game and you see that, that kind of detail, which yeah, is just in the background and probably not, you can't really interact with it potentially, but it still is there. You know that that belongs to someone that means 
something to someone and they went out of their way to create that. And that's, that's awesome. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Now, now, now say something. Well, what what were you saying, Aaron? I was just going to say, how about Dave? Yeah. Yeah, Now now say something else. Well, something else else well and good. Um, So, so we just talked about all these, all these, you know, small towns and the details I just mentioned and stuff like that. Um, I'm going to start with, (laughs) this was further down my list. I don't have them like ranked or anything like that, but I was going to mention this later, but, but because we're going from small, I decided, you know what? I'm going to go for the largest thing on my list at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And my, (laughs) it's, uh, I wrote down the world now, more specifically, (laughs) the the (laughs) earth, you know, the universe? No. Um, more specifically, how the world is recreated in Assassin's Creed games. Oh, and yes. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I the reason why this is on my list, probably more specifically, it's it's more for, I think it was AC2 where they were in Florence. Maybe it was Brotherhood. I don't remember which one. Um, and I played through that game uh, during like the Christmas break that year, like the, the year that it came out. And Loved it. I, you know, that's like, I haven't played a lot of the newer AC games, but those from two to black flag and stuff, that range of games I loved was all over them, played every single one start to finish, but specifically in, I think it was two, it was in Florence, the Duomo's there and all that kind of stuff. And then just by chance about, I don't know, I want to say, you know, four months prior to that, um, we went to Florence, my wife, and her siblings, the four of us, went on a trip. We went to Florence, we went to Rome, and we just sort of went to a couple different cities in Italy for about, I think we were there for like nine days or something like that. When I was playing that game, it, it's not to scale, but it's pretty close. And even at that time, you know, what is that, 15 years ago now or something, 13 years ago when that game came out, yeah. they did a pretty good job of recreating what that place is like because I went down a street and I could almost tell you exactly where we stayed when we were in Florence. And Oh, wow. No one else that was there, none of the other three people I was with could really understand how wowed I was by that. And that is the only time and definitely the first time that anything like that has happened to me where I was just at awe, like in awe of what these people created and how they recreated something like that. And I just, you know, I walked down the, the cobblestone street in that area in the middle of Florence and went to our hostel and I was like, I have been here before. Or, or sorry, I, I jumped on the building. Sorry, this is in game. I'm in game and I'm jumping on the buildings. And I go, I feel like I've been here before. And it just, I was like, I can't believe this. Like, this is just so cool. It's so awesome. And that's just one example, you know, like they've done this countless times in all these games. Some of the newer ones, they have like those educational versions of the game where basically you just walk around and it gives you like the history of the buildings you're walking through and everything. Um, I think that started in Origins potentially. That that is some damn awesome, cool, impressive effort and uh, just amazing development, I think. So, yes, it's the world, but it's also the way that it's represented in games like this, because, you know, they take place hundreds of years ago or whatever it is, depending on which one you're playing. And uh, those those details will always be impressive to me, whether the game is your cup of tea or not. The fact that that is even possible and the fact that they go through that kind of effort um, to make it that real i love it so that's why that's on my list yeah yes absolutely because most people wouldn't know what 
that area looks like besides pictures and videos. So like they could mm-hmm. literally put whatever and be like, yeah, this is it. This is what it looks like. But for them to actually take the time and effort to make it as realistic as possible is excellent. It's great. Yeah. Cause around the Duomo and Florence more specifically, it kind of like it's, there's no vehicles. You can only walk around there. Um, and, and it kind of like, it's, so it's just like a, a circle area where it's all like, you know, shops for coffee and memorabilia and things like that and whatever. And then it just kind of branches out from the circle. Um, almost like, almost like it would be a roundabout, like a giant roundabout in a city, but just for pedestrian traffic. And one of those streets is where we stayed. And I was like, Oh my God, this is, I love this. This is so great. <laughs> so that's rad as hell. I wonder how yeah. they like, fuck, I can only imagine how much time it takes to, to like map out an entire fucking city or I guess nation. I don't know like what you would count. I guess, yeah, it would be just a big ass city. I wonder how much time it took to like map the whole motherfucker out and then make it in a game. And like, yeah, video games are tough, man. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I'm just like coming from a, like uh, this is coming from a motherfucker who can barely stand to make like a house in Minecraft. Like I'll just get bored <laughs> after like maybe making the doorway. I'll be like, oh well, it's time to blow shit up. <laughs> All right, boys, get the axe. <laughs> I beat Minecraft. No, never, <laughs> never. <laughs> that that is awesome though. Yeah, Dave, you you influenced me because you you unlocked thoughts in my brain of a, a game that I didn't even have written down, but now I have to talk about it. Ooh, okay. I want to talk about um, Tassing. From uh, Pentiment. Oh. Um, talk about a, a recreation of an area in the past. It, it's in southern Bavaria or northern Bavaria, which is southern Germany, modern day Germany. But the way that it was just recreated from like the, what is it, 16th, yeah, 16th century, so the mid 1500s, like it just feels like you're actually there, or I assume what it would be like to actually be there. Like uh, how it's laid out, how it's got a, an abbey that basically is the quote unquote government because the religion rules everything back then and and how all the different people around have opinions on things and they're just doing their jobs like you never think about how back then people just did their jobs and then went home or sometimes their job was at their home if they were a farmer or a so or a blacksmith or whatever like it was just being in that time period in that area i was like this is the best thing in the world i i want to spend all my time here but the, seeing seeing it but the, in the the style that it was in too, while still keeping that feeling of of being in that area was also impressive. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I can't imagine living in in those times though, because I know <laughs> I would say some really out of turn shit and get burned to death. I would say like, "Oh fuck yeah," or something stupid, and they'd be like, "Witch, witch, get the stake." I mean, not that like if I were from that time, I'd be saying "fuck" because like I doubt. Like in Game of Thrones, they they say fuck and shit like that, but I I, I doubt they said fuck back then. They probably said like, they, they I don't know, spoke Bavarian or whatever language it was. Whatever that is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give me a Bavarian cream donut or whatever the fuck they say. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I remember when I was playing it, it was like the smallest detail. One of the characters is sending a letter to another character about what life is like there, and I was like, wait, they had mail in the 1500s. How would you even? How would you even send a letter like the person would have to travel on horse so far? And so I just went on a Wikipedia (laughs) rabbit hole of how postal systems worked in the 1500s. (laughs) That's just education right there. That's all that is. That's that's, that's great. (laughs) God, that would be the worst fucking job on the planet being a mailman back then. You have to drive. Well, not drive. You have to 
walk or ride so far and there's no house numbers no. so you have to probably knock on every door or i guess they probably just went to like a post office no i don't know that sounds awful <laughs> <laughs> well my oh. speaking of awful my ne- oh what actually they sorry i just i remembered now the rich people would hire people to send the letters for them like freelance people they just find someone and be like hey do you want to deliver this letter for me I'll pay, I'll oh. pay you. Ah. Okay, so they didn't they didn't have like an actual dedicated postal worker. Like if you wanted to, del- yeah. to deliver yeah. a message, you would either bring it to the person. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That makes that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh not male related at all. The stray sheep from Catherine was super fucking cool. Is that the have either of you dudes played played Catherine? I have not. I've heard, heard the demo. lots about it, but have not played it. Probably fifteen years ago I played the demo. It's 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 a really good game, but I mean, if you're like, I guess bashful or whatever, uh, you might not want to play it in front of like your wife or your kids because they're, they're sometimes you'll you'll have a titty, <laughs> a titty or two. Um, so yeah, it's most of the time will be like you'll be watching a cutscene. Uh, the main character Vincent, he's getting himself into some real shit, cheating on his longtime girlfriend who might be pregnant. Ooh. You find out later on. Um, and he's cheating. Well, so his girlfriend's name is Catherine with a with a K, and then the girl he's cheating on her with is Catherine with a C. And then if you're if you're playing the full body version that uh, came out not too long ago, there's another Catherine with a Q. Whoa, um, that's not good. Yeah. Come on, that's really no, that's it. in that's in the game. I swear to God. <laughs> oh, I believe you. <laughs> yeah, there's. It's it's really story heavy, and and it, there, there's also these really well. No, we'll we'll talk about like why I like the stray sheep a lot. So it's basically when you're not watching a cutscene or playing the really sweet like puzzle tower segments, you're playing. You're you'll be in this like you'll be in the bar, the stray sheep with with your buddies, and you're talking about your problems and everything that's going on. So it's you and your four, or you and your three buddies. Sorry, in a, in a in a in a booth. So it's you and Johnny, Orlando, and Toby. Then you'll just be chilling there, and then you'll be eating pizza. Uh, each friend has like their own specific kind of drink they like. Like I think Toby gets a beer, one of them gets a sake, and the other one, I think, just has like a, a shot of whiskey or something dumb. But you can order whatever drink you want, and uh, you can order like a beer, you can order a cocktail, wine, sake. The game will teach you like it'll it'll say like uh, what the fuck I forget what it says, but it teaches you like a little fact about whatever like liquor it is that you're drinking, which is oh nice did not need to be in the game at all but it's cool to learn yeah. it's like did you know that that beers blah 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 and wine blah 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 it'll be like all right cool thanks thanks uh catherine cool <laughs> catherine and catherine with a q right <laughs> thanks quack no. yeah <laughs> there you go <laughs> and yeah, there's, you have this whole bar to 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 walk around. Like you can go check out the jukebox, which has a bunch of tunes from other Atlas games. Like there's games from Persona, or not games, songs from like Persona Three, Four, and Five. Some from uh, some of the, the other VanillaWare games, like Dragon's Crown or whatever the fuck. Um, you can also go talk to the Catherine with the Q plays the piano there in, in the bar. Sometimes you can go talk to to her and all that shit uh you can talk to to the waitress that that works at the stray sheep she's pretty cool you can talk to the bartender uh there's there's all sorts of like cool little hidden details too like at the bar they have this stack of plushies that has like the three i guess like the the mascot characters from persona three four and five you have uh fuck what's the dog's name rufus titus 
Yeah. Fido. <laughs> no, Fido. no, Rufus is cool. Fido. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's, uh, Konamaru, I forget his oh, name, and then there's oh, Teddy we and, were and so close. close. <laughs> yeah, way, way off. Damn. <laughs> but it's cool. Yeah, it's just it's this whole ass bar. You can just walk around and, and kind of do whatever. Like you can go to the bathroom and into a stall and look at your phone or like turn on some like cheat code or something. Look at like some of the some of the nudes. Well, not nudes, but like half naked photos that Catherine with a C sends you on your phone. That's pretty cool. <laughs> are they uh, are they written in the phone as Catherine with a C, Catherine with a K? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. <laughs> yeah, there's all sorts of cool little, little details you can find, and it's 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 just packed with detail, and it's so lively. There, there's other people that are sitting in different booths that you can also go talk to. Oh, like there's these two like old ladies eating pizza, <laughs> sitting in the booth next to you. You can talk to them, and they'll tell they'll kind of like foreshadow things about the story. Ah. Or there's this like older couple in the other booth next to you, and they're enjoying their night. You can talk to them. They'll be like, "Oh, hi, Vincent, or whatever. Hi." And then that's like it because they're just trying to enjoy their fucking night, dickhead. <laughs> and there's people sitting yeah. at the bar you can talk to and they'll be talking about things happening like, oh, there's this string of murders going on, blah, blah, blah. And you're just looking at the and, nudes uh, in your phone like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, huh? <laughs> I'm scrolling here. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've got titties here. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Nice. Good pick. Uh, good pick. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna go. Let's uh, let's pick with a Q, pick right? With a, P-I-Q. P- <laughs> P- Piquet, Piquet, maybe. Piquet. Um, I'm gonna go. I, I'm gonna go old school, sort of, a little bit retro. Um, or at least some of these are. Um, I've been told in the past that these are not. Um, these are not the favorites. These are these are sort of the tracks in Mario Kart games that people don't like. But I happen to like them because I think the atmosphere is fun. The music is kind of goofy, and um, to me, they feel like the most unique ones, or at least they do, especially in the older versions of Mario Kart. Uh, but that is any of like the Boo and Ghost Valley stages mm. in Mario Kart. Ooh, I love those. Okay. I think they're cool. And also, it's one of the few, there are some, especially later on, that have these sort of aspects. But it's one of those things where, let's say you have a really crazy first couple of laps, and you're jumping in, or you're jumping into, you're bumping into the the walls. Those walls disappear. So next time, if you make the same mistake, you're driving yourself oh, yeah, off the track, yeah. and you got to get picked off, right? So, or you could do that, and someone else could fall through that crack, right? Um, I, I like that. I really, I really like it. Um, I, I find, you know, the the simplicity of of just like this, you know, brown track with a couple of jumps and the booze popping out at you every once in a while and that really creepy sort of like screeching sound that is the music i always kind of like that even though it's very repetitive in the early versions and stuff i i don't know i just i've always enjoyed those stages especially in in like the snes uh and super mario world and stuff and i think they really like translated it well into those early versions of it um and then later on in mario kart i would say i really like the um the bowser stages like the bowser castle stages so um I don't know. I, I've been told everyone likes all the other ones, but those are those are the two styles, at least in the Mario Kart series that I always enjoy, even though usually they're they're usually the hardest or at least some of the most challenging ones. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, That's cool. I agree. Getting those yeah. Mario vibes into a kart racing level can't actually be easy, but Nintendo obviously makes it look easy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, how do you translate? How do you? How do you turn Bowser's castle, for example, into like a race? Like, why the hell would he have like a racetrack driving around that <laughs> and through his castles? Like, it doesn't, you know, it's just an excuse to have a level with with lava, I guess. But 
you know, especially in a game like Mario Kart 8, where like the, the levels are very inventive and very different and, you know, recreations of some of the older ones and stuff like that. I don't know. I just find that level of uh, it, it's sort of challenge, but even if it's really hard to fall off the stage or really hard to fall in the lava and stuff, just that extra like darker vibe in Mario Kart somehow yeah. feels fresh compared to the rest of the game, like the ones that are you know on the beach or uh, driving through you know regular parts of the Mushroom Kingdom. So um, yeah, give me the give me the dark shit in Mario Kart. How about that? That's my yeah. answer. Yeah. <laughs> The dark um, shit. <laughs> have you give me that good good? Have you seen uh, someone is making uh, Bloodborne cart? What? I fucking saw no. that. Yep. They yep. made a they made a PS one D make of Bloodborne, and now <laughs> after that, they're using the assets to make it into Bloodborne cart. The trailer just came out like last week. Oh, I gotta check that out. It, th- yeah, that those games right up your alley. <laughs> that would be yeah. Give me give me the dark. Is there going to be any kind of like bloodborne mechanics in there? Like, what's the deal? <laughs> I assume so. They have they have bloodborne weapons. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, that's like that. That's fun. Like, it, I think it's because it's the very like uh, like with these stages that I mentioned. I think it's because it's just it's so different from the rest of the games. Yep. And um, and they're still fun, you know, like I, I can't remember what they're called. I mean, it might just be called Bowser's Castle, one of the original tracks in Mario Kart 8, which, you know, I haven't played in a couple of years at this point. But like, of course, I can't remember it. That game's been out for fucking like 25 years at this point. So um, it's just they they don't just recreate like, hey, let's just drive in a, in a circle around a castle and through a castle. You're going up ramps and you're going sideways and you're upside down and mm-hmm, the lava's. Mm-hmm coming coming down on you instead of up because you're upside down like all those little things it's just they try to do something different and and then all the lights are out you know you're not in happy-go-lucky uh, uh mario land anymore mushroom kingdom anymore so uh, it's just i like having something a little different and uh and also I'm, I, I guess i'm a hipster in a way because i like the stuff that other people don't i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah no all, that's great here. yeah all right sweet yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, should we should we do an ad break aaron yeah Okay, okay, Dave, close your eyes, cover your ears. <gasps> Will do. We'll be, we'll be right back. I want to take you for a ride. I want to take you for a ride. Hey, what's up, Super Potters? Tommy here. I just want to give a big shout out to our patrons. They are all wonderful, stand up fellows. Thank you, Adam, Jameson, Jared, and a novel console for your support. It genuinely means the world to Aaron and I to have such handsome, talented patrons. And I truly believe the universe will reward you in some karmic way for being a patron to Super Pod Saga. Thank you. It's really important to stay hydrated. They say to drink 8 to 10 cups of water per day to stay properly hydrated, but sometimes that can be difficult to do and completely inconvenient, and most of us don't feel like carrying a gallon of water with us at all times. That's where Liquid IV comes in. Liquid IV is the category-winning hydration brand fueling your well-being, and their hydration multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. In just one stick, You get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. Use it first thing in the morning, before a workout, when you feel run down, after a long night out or on long flights. Man, in Iowa, the summers can be brutal. 90 degrees and tons of humidity, that just saps the energy and and water right out of your system within just a few minutes. Luckily, Liquid IV hydrates two times faster than water alone with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. 
it's very important to replace those electrolytes, you know? And uh, I, I just love how quick and easy it is to use liquid IV. You just get one packet and a bottle of water and you just pour that packet into the bottle of water, shake the heck out of it, and bam, you are good to go. Since using liquid IV, I felt way more alert, active, and just plain better versus drinking water alone. Uh, my favorite flavors to go to are the Yuzu Pineapple Energy Multiplier, and the uh, Tropical Punch Hydration Multiplier. I can't get enough of those ones. And what makes them even better is, like I mentioned earlier, they're packed with five essential vitamins like B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. And it, again, yeah, three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. And they're non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy, which is just great. So uh, you can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code SUPERPODSAGA at checkout. That's 20% off anything. When you shop Better Hydration today using promo code SUPERPODSAGA, S-U-P-E-R-P-O-D-S-A-G-A at liquidiv.com. You have a great one, superstars. Hey there, superpodders. You may be wondering how Aaron and I, bumbling idiots that we are, managed to record, edit, and distribute our world-class podcast, The Superpod Saga. The answer, dear listeners, is Zencaster. Let me tell you more. It is so easy to record a podcast with Zencaster. Log in using your browser and start recording a high quality podcast right away. Record studio quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests. Feel a sense of Zen knowing Zencaster's multi-layered backups ensure you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is unstable. It's an all-in-one service! If you have thought about podcasting before and realized that you need a lot of different tools and services, those days are over. With Zencaster's all-in-one podcasting platform, you can create your podcast all in one place and distribute it to Spotify, Apple, and other major destinations. Go to Zencaster.com pricing and use my code SuperPodSaga and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experiences I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. If you're a fan of coffee and you're looking for something different, I think we've got just the thing for you. That's Bones Coffee. Bones Coffee is not your usual coffee company. Of course, it's all sugar-free, gluten-free, all that stuff because it's just coffee, nothing added to it. But they roast each batch of coffee beans to your order and they've got just a bazillion different flavors to choose from. They've got your usual French vanilla, salted caramel, they've got Irish cream, uh, of course they've got decaf, uh, single origin coffees like Kenya, Guatemala, stuff like that, even what they call high voltage, which is extra strength, extra caffeine, but they have all sorts of other awesome kind of out of the box flavors. They've got ones like cotton candy, maple bacon, and even mint chocolate chip ice cream. And they're always coming up with new crossover flavors like they've done a bunch for Nightmare Before Christmas, Indiana Jones, even Spider-Man, <laughs> of all things. And they're, they're also coming up with new seasonal flavors all the time. If this sounds right up your alley, feel free to use the link in our episode description and use coupon code SUPERPODSAGA at checkout to get 20% off your order. That's S-U-P-E-R-P-O-D-S-A-G-A at checkout to get 20% off your order. 
and if if you're not just in the market for coffee you can also get some sweet mugs they've got lots of cool shirts they've got all sorts of different brewing equipment like french presses stuff like that just head on over to bonescoffee.com or again use the link in our episode description and get 20 percent off get yourself a new interesting flavor and spice up your morning routine with bones coffee i really hope you enjoy i'm a really big fan of it and i hope you find one that really hooks you thank you so much for listening have a good one Okay, Dave, open them. I'm back. Okay. Oh, we're back. Okay. Great. Okay. <laughs> no, we're no, we're we're doing the ad break right now. Uh, uh, I don't think we did this when uh when I was just soloing. But uh, hey, hey, Tommy, do you do you have a yard? I do. Front or back? Yeah, both. Front and back both. or side? Front, I mean, okay, okay. Side, side no. two. Oh, okay. Well, uh, do you do you ever need a hole? Yes. Okay. Oh uh, well, let me introduce you to the world's. I guess only only premier uh, hole digging service. It, it's uh fuck hole bros. Hey hole bros, if you need due to due to time constraints, time constraints, budgetary constraints, any kind of constraint you can think of, you can only dig one single hole in your yard per visit per day. So yeah, whether you need a small hole, medium sized hole, a big hole, a bigger hole, uh, uh, hole bros, hey they're there for you. They've got all the equipment they need when they show up. I uh, used to tell them, "Hey, hey, dog, dig, dig there," and they'll they'll dig a single hole. They'll be like, "How big?" You say this big, and you use your arms to like show them how big, <laughs> <laughs> and they'll be like, "You got it, buddy." Uh, Tommy, Aaron, hey, Aaron. what's what's your uh, what's your experience been like with uh, with hole bros? So whenever I go into a body of water, I always go to the part that is just shallow enough that I can dig with my arms, so I can dig <laughs> a hole without my head going under the water. Um, they've been a real help with digging more of those holes when I go into a body of water. And I really appreciate that. It's my favorite thing is to like dig the hole and then stand up and, and wave at my wife and be like, Hey, Hey, look at this. And then I like, I start walking like normal and I fall into the hole like a couple feet. It's just the best. (laughs) She's like screaming in horror. Oh my God, Tommy. (laughs) And you're just like, this bitch. (laughs) No, no. Uh, Hey, hey, Dave, what's your experience been like with uh, with whole, whole bros? You know what? I also have a yard that has a very small front and uh, and a decent sized back. And uh, sometimes I want to make those sides uh, a little bit even. So I will uh, ask to, you know, let, let, let's even things out a little bit. Let, let's take a little bit from the back, put a little on the front, you know, party in the back, party in the front kind of thing. And uh, <laughs> and things feel a little bit more even every once in a while. Then after a week when I get bored, I ask them to uh, to even it out again and uh, and work on making things you know t- take that hole that we previously dug and 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 put it put it in a different spot of the front yard you know so um my wife's not too happy about the fact that we have holes in different places um but uh and i don't seem to to fill them i just sort of keep like asking them to dig yeah. more um but uh but maybe one day i'll be able to uh, create a super cool um you know uh, uh, underground uh, passage from the backyard to the front yard and i can just uh spend all my time out, outdoors and, and underground it's it's cool it's cool they, you know uh, they, they won't dig the tunnel i will but uh, but at least the hole will get that project started so that's always that's fun. true yeah that's true at least at least you get to the underground part and then and that's all up to you at that exactly point. exactly and, and i did use my arms also with the depth as well i sort of went from you know from reach reach for the sky and then touch the ground it was like like that um and they said <laughs> yeah of course no problem done boom it was great <laughs> that's right folks you heard it here whether you need a 
uh, a small hole. Hey, do you need a small hole in the front of your yard? Hole bros will dig it. it, it do you do you need a medium-sized hole for God knows what? Hey, hole bros will dig it. Do you need do you need a, a hole for a body for whatever reason? We they won't question it. Hole bros, baby. It's call one eight hundred four twenty hole. That's right, one eight hundred four twenty hole. H O L E. I don't know what that would be on a keypad. Figure it out for yourself. 1-800-420-HOLE. Thanks, Thanks uh, hole, bros. hole Bros. Thanks. We're back. Okay, on the count of... Oh, no, no, no. no, no, no. no on the count of three, we'll say it. We'll all, we'll all say it at the same time. We'll say, and we're back. Everybody ready? We're going to say, and we're back? Yep, on the count of three. Alrighty. One, two, three. And, and we're back. We're back. Welcome yes. back. Yes. Love it. <laughs> to the most perfect podcast ever created. We're talking about locations and games. and Die Hard, the board game. Die Hard, we're the Die Hard, <laughs> the board game of podcasts. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about something in a totally different vein than the dark, spooky Mario Kart stuff. <clears throat> I really enjoyed the island in The Witness. It's a uh, yeah. It's it's fun to explore. It's got a bunch of bright colors, which is is good for my happy part of my brain. But like mm-hmm. when you think about the witness, the gameplay in the witness, it is literally just drawing lines on a tablet. That is all you do for <laughs> ten hours. Is you you go to a tablet and you draw a line on it, and you go to another tablet and draw lines on it. So how do you make anything else about the game? Uh, fun to do i guess is the question they did did a great job in the witness with with just uh how the island is set up like as soon as you exit the tutorial place everywhere you look is like a different looking environment or a different looking building that you're like i gotta go explore that and then you go up to that place and you're like oh there's more panels here for me to draw and this is exactly what i wanted and how those panels take you further than you could ever imagine on the surface of the island is super fun like the first time I went to a desert area and started drawing on the panels and it like opened a door and then I went underground and had a whole exploration thing with that. I was like, Oh, this is cool. Or uh, you go through some forest where you hear bird sounds and, and all birds and stuff. And then the puzzles incorporate those bird sounds into the oh, lines you draw. Yeah, I remember that. Oh my God. It's or, or you go into a building that has vines everywhere and you need to, you need to adjust how you're looking through the slots in the wall so that the vines line up for you to draw those lines. It's just picture perfect in in how you you could take a gameplay mechanic that is just drawing lines on a tablet and giving you so many different places to explore. Or like when you finish an area, this box comes up from the sky and shoots a laser to the top of a mountain. And you're like, <laughs> I gotta go see what's on that mountain. What's this laser? <laughs> I got yeah, to I know. know. <laughs> when you get up there and there's like these statues holding a box and you're like, this is weird. And you can draw on the box. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. Love it or list it. Definitely not going to list it. Uh, next, speaking of listing things, up next on my list. <laughs> what a f- nice. Stupid. Nice. Uh, no, <laughs> nice. no, no, no. You, you know what? You, usually, usually the best transitions and the smoothest ones are the ones that you point out. And that was awesome. So I'm going to point it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, hang on. I'm typing a thing. Here we go. Okay. Yeah, my, my next one, I just replaced one because I, I just thought of this next one. Isle Delfino from Super Mario Sunshine is super fucking oh, cool. Nice. Um, 
for one, I'm a really fucking big fan of games that really make use of cohesion. Mm. No matter what part of the island you're on, uh, in any level, you can just look out in the distance and see other parts from other, like, I guess, other parts of the island. Like if you, no matter where you are, you can see Corona Mountain right there, smoking and shit. Uh, you could be over in fucking the the harbor or whatever the fuck it's called, and you can see you can see Pinna Park, like you can see the fucking uh, Ferris wheel and like the roller coaster and shit like that. You could just be in Delfino Plaza and you can see the airship or air not, not airship, sorry, airstrip from right there. There's just little bits and pieces that you can pick out if you just look out in the distance from like no matter where you are on the island, and that's super cool. Um, but then Delfino Plaza on its own is is super cool. It's like the perfect little, I guess hub or like i guess practice area for you to practice mario's moves and shit on uh, all sorts of cool collectibles and stuff and like the little like news updates it gives you on the bottom of the screen it'll be like bah, 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 bah. <laughs> and then it'll be like yoshi eggs have taken over the fucking world or something <laughs> uh, shoot them with water and, and juice and then and then you just jump around and jump on people's heads over and over and over until they get really mad um that's about it. Uh, Isle Delfino. It's it's really, really cool. That's the uh, one mainline Mario game I don't think I've played a single second of. Tommy. <laughs> well, I, I will say that I'm a little bit... I, I've played several seconds of it, but I have only played it... I have only played it in... Several. Yeah, several. I've only played it like in chunks, sort of like when you, when you watch a movie or TV show in pieces and you can kind of get the gist of it. I have definitely not yeah. fully experienced that game, but I, 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 I don't feel like I've given it a, a fair shake because of the way that I've played it. Yeah, it's it's super cool. I mean, it's uh, I guess if I had to rank like the the big Mario games, like I guess like the 3D ones, like Mario 64, this one, Odyssey, and all those, like this one would probably be like it's not it's definitely not the best 3D Mario game. Sometimes it is broken and janky, but at least everything <laughs> looks good and sounds good. Like the music is really good. Um, no, it's worth playing just to like hop around and in different locations and to just. Just to play it and, and do something very different with that franchise, right? I mean, like that's yeah, that's yeah with the little uh, flood, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. That's uh, I, I gotta. I mean, I don't have any way to necessarily legally play it at the moment, but it's definitely a game that I want to go back to, especially after playing the most recent Mario, which also does a lot of newer, unique stuff, which is awesome. So, oh, I guess next is me. Oh boy, list. Yeah, speaking of awesome speaking stuff, of awesome stuff. Awesome. Um, this is this this what my this choice is going to be a little bit more about sort of. Maybe because of the the whole game itself, but I guess because of what it what it means and, and how deep the game is, surprisingly, um, is Celeste Mountain. I don't know if you guys Ooh, have played yeah. Ce- played oh, Celeste. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so Celeste is a pretty special game. It's the gameplay itself is not for everybody, which I completely understand. Um, it's very mm-hmm. you know twitch based and hand eye coordination, all that kind of stuff. I love those kinds of games. Um, you know, I, I sort of got more and more into them within the last decade, I think, or even maybe even like six or seven years or something. Uh, and this is the one that always stands out because the gameplay is so tight and so cool, but it's really the story that it tells that makes Celeste Mountain the location special because, um, you know, it's it's really about um, growing as a person and, and struggling with mental health and battling mm-hmm. your inner demons very clearly um, and and interacting with other people in really cool and interesting ways. And, and the mountain is really just, you know, a metaphor, but it is actually a physical mountain in some ways as well. And I just think Celeste is a special game. And and even if that, again, even if that kind of gameplay of really sort of tough platforming mechanics is not your thing, I, I don't know if it would hit in the same way if you watched 
you know, a playthrough of this nope. game and the story and all that, because I feel like there's something about that really high difficulty in games like this, that when those story moments happen, you know, when you're talking on the phone or when like the end of the game comes, like those moments, those story beat moments in the game, like I feel like they're extra special because of that, because of the struggle that you've gone through, probably dying, you know, 15 times just to get through one screen. <laughs> Um, and, and that's part of the experience. That's why I think this game is so well-crafted. And um, yeah, I think Celeste Mountain itself is really just like a setting for the overall feel and message of the game and everything. And, you know, again, I, I just, yeah, I, this is a game I, I think about often and uh, and think about replaying often. One, because I just love it. I think it's a, a fantastically made game, but the music is great. It looks awesome. The story's great. And I just in some ways want to put myself through that again for some crazy reason, but it's yeah. Celeste mountain is uh, for sure on my list for sure. That's a good one. That's a great one. I would say hmm. that's one that both Tommy and I have beaten. Yeah. one of the rare ones that we both beaten. nice. <laughs> that list might be only like five games long. <laughs> <laughs> and this is one of them. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of games that I play that Aaron doesn't, um the the cosmodrome old russia area in the first destiny game oh i want to talk about because wait i've I've played the first destiny no no you haven't um (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) um it's it's uh the first big open area you get to explore in the first destiny which was like eight years ago now holy cow where did time go Jeez. but just walking out from from the you start off and like you have to go through the wall and then you got to fight some aliens in the wall and then you go outside the wall to the old russia the cosmodrome and it's a bunch of it's it's where russia's space uh program used to be so there's a bunch of rusted rockets all over the place and there's aliens everywhere fighting amongst them but like it's just wild how much there is to actually explore in this place. They they made it so it's a big loop, so you can go just around in a circle to everywhere. But every story mission, every strike mission branches off from those. So it just feels like an actual world to explore, which is really amazing eight years ago. Because back then, like they went from, what, Halo to Destiny, didn't they? Because Halo yep. was story-based yeah. missions. And yep. here they're like, no, nah, it's open. You can go wherever. And it really felt like you could. And, and seeing all the old Russian uh broken down rockets everywhere and and the aliens going through them and seeing the aliens fighting each other finding all the hidden places to explore it was just a such a fun looking environment to get lost in and just spend time in like i couldn't wait to get home and just run through everything to find resources to collect i knew that place like the back of my hand that's super cool now destiny is a mess a mess i say (laughs) I played so much of the first game and ironically, like so little of the second game. Um, the first game had, yeah, a lot of really cool, small details. Like in the, uh, what's, what's the main, like the hub place, like the, the tower tower. Yeah. yeah. The tower. Is it really just called the tower? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The tower, there were just like, uh, what was it? There was that one place for like, the crucible or that like limited time space you could go to that like usually is blocked off by like boxes and a door i don't know i remember it's it's cool it's cool they they had stuff that uh you could explore the tower for a long time and eventually they were like a new guy's here and he just went and opened that door and you can go in there now and you're like yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> and then and then Zur is there, and then yeah. there's like 80 people around Zur, and he's like, oh, whoa, oh, oh, whoa, hold on, hold on. <laughs> everybody wants a piece of Zur. <laughs> I'll never forget um, a... I was fighting aliens on the edge of a thing and something knocked me into the air and I flew off of what I thought was going to be like a cliff. I was like, okay, I'm going to die. And I landed on a walkway and I was like, um, excuse me. And <laughs> I looked to the left and see that it goes up to the area I was in, but no one would ever see that because it's on the very edge. So I followed it and I went into an underground cave. And like, as soon as I walk in, my light lights up and there's like a, a hive night in there and his level just says three question marks and he just destroys me. And I'm like, what was that? It's not like a part of any mission or anything. It's just something you can stumble onto. Nice. <laughs> Damn it. That game is so good. All the little hidden small secrets and mm, Bungie, man. man Bungie. I miss that. <laughs> well, speaking of, of games that make you go, hmm, my... My next one is uh, I really love Trino in Final Fantasy Nine. It's uh, first off, holy shit! That that like the uh, I guess like the town, the song for the town, where it's like it's just all piano. It's like dun, 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 dun. it's got like a really really jazzy like casino-y kind of feel. No, I don't know if you'd call it casino-y. I don't know what the right word would be for it. I'm really bad with music. It's Trino is there's so much to this fucking town. Like there's there's the Coliseum, or not the Coliseum, I guess. Like, there's a like a weapon shop where mm. you can go to like fight monsters, or uh, you can go to the card tournament if you want to, and, and beat people up with cards because that's really fun. You can uh, go to the auction house and win some super rare items that you. There's a couple that you can't get anywhere else, like the dark matter. Like you can literally only get the dark matter to summon Odin from from there. Uh, there's all sorts of cool little spots too. Like there's a, uh, oh, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Um, no, there's just, just, it's a really cool town to just wander around. And again, it, it feels cohesive because you can see like, because in, in those uh, early final, well, not early final, Fantasy, the PS1 Final Fantasy games, they used a lot of like, uh, what's the word for it? Like, I guess like graphics angle. No, like different camera angles. Uh, Fixed camera. Yeah, there we go. Oh yeah, God, yeah. that's. Damn it. <laughs> I was like, I know, I know this. It's not, it's not that complicated. <laughs> I I know it, and then there it was. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of fixed camera angles for everything. So like, you'll be up on the the outer walkway of the town, and you can see down to where the like the card tournament place is, or you can see up at like the the tower that you don't do anything at, and um, it's it's just there's a lot of really cool locations in final fantasy and that's my favorite game of all time if you haven't heard me say it on this podcast already you'll hear it right now it's my favorite game of all time uh i almost picked condipeity because uh zidane and dagger almost get married there but Do they really yeah just because uh of the fuck it was something to do with uh, the goblin dudes that live there they were like hey we need someone to get married so we can get oh, access to this right. one place and then mm-hmm. then yeah um no trino trino's cool and the song for trino is really cool and it just feels like an old timey, like I guess. Oh, what's the fuck? Uh, I cannot. Th- I just can't think of the word to use to describe it. Just, just look up Trino Final Fantasy Nine and then take a look, and it's good. That I sorry, and I'm so terrible with words, everybody. No, no, you're good. I agree, though. I that was one of the most memorable places in my single playthrough of Final Fantasy Nine that I never completed. <laughs> Again, yeah. I think I'm in the same boat with you there. <laughs> It uh, the only negative I have to say is like they 
they locked the story behind you actually doing like that card game tournament. And I had completely avoided doing anything with the cards up to that point. And so it was like, you have to enter this tournament and win. And I'm like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. You love card games. (laughs) Why did you skip the game? Because the game's already long enough as it is. I don't need to take time out of to to play cards. Well, yeah, it's an RPG, Tommy. It's going to be limited time. Oh, okay. oh, I'm a very damn. busy man. I have appointments. <laughs> Can't you tell? <laughs> I have many leather-bound books. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> uh, take us home, Dave. You get the last say. Okay, I got the last one. Now, since this is the last one, I'm going to... Okay, this is going to be... I, I'm going to let you guys pick because I have I have two that I want to choose from and talk about, but but it's really hard for me to narrow down which one I, sh- I should talk about. So I'll... I'll sort of give a brief, vague description of each. One of them is a multiplayer map for a game. And the other one is an area from my favorite game of all time. I am more than happy to talk about... Is it Banjo-Kazooie? Multiplayer map. Multiplayer map? It is not Banjo-Kazooie. It is uh, Don- oh. Donkey Kong Country 2 is my favorite game of all time. Damn. Um, okay. So, okay, so multiplayer map, that, that's cool. Okay, we'll go with that. All right. So speaking of Bungie, by the way, um, how about Blood Gulch from the first Halo? Yeah. Because... That is similar how I had a bit of a story to tell with uh, with the AC uh, maps and recreation of the world and all that stuff. Blood Gulch, uh, more specifically, but just Halo in general. Um, I don't know what my buddy's parents were thinking, but every once in a while we would have, I want to say like 10 of us in their basement playing Halo on multiple TVs mm-hmm. uh, in sort of like, you know, nice. what, what an old school LAN party would be. Um, I, I can't remember if you could play it with eight players or 12 on the original Halo. I think it was eight, but we would find ways to kind of, you know, make a mini tournament out of this and, and play this game for just hours. Yep. yep. Um, and it was just incredible. And, and, and just that map is, I think was a lot of the go-to, especially if you had a larger group of people, um, and, you know, it's really old school, at least somewhat old school, uh, first person shooter on original Xbox. And it's just like a map that everyone, I think, had to go to because it's open enough that you can snipe people from the other side of the map and you can basically own everybody with the pistol. You can add just rockets. You can put in the just warthogs. You can do all these different things with it. And I think Blood Gulch is the one that if anyone doesn't know the name offhand, it's just a big desert area with two bases i guess on each side and then a couple of paths on the right and left side of like the mountains that it's that surround the map itself and it's just like a playground to do silly things if you wanted to just be silly or a playground to just go nuts with a bunch of friends and just have like that that dual stick early fps style that is now insanely common and was once this game came out so um I, I just think it's like a revolutionary multiplayer experience for me. And this map, I think, always stands out above the rest. So I, I, I got to go with that. There, there's a there's a bunch of different maps on, on Halo 1 and 2 that, you know, I think I could go to. But that's that's the one that, like, we would still, even when Halo 2 came out, we would still be like, you know what? Yeah, this is fun. You guys want to play Blood Gulch? And then we would just put the original Halo in and play that. Um even if the mechanics weren't as sharp as what they were in the sequels, like it was like, <laughs> screw it. I just want to own everybody with the pistol. I want to hit you with one shot headshot with the pistol while you're aiming a rocket at me. That's what I want to do. And, uh, and just a ton of fun, man. Like I just, those, those days and eat like, I, and I mean it, like we would show up at three o'clock in the afternoon at this guy's house. We would be there and our friends and then his older brother and his buddies would be there. And it would just be 
let's be honest, it would just be like a shit show of teenagers screaming yes. and yelling yes. for like 12 hours. And it was the best. It was the mm-hmm. best. Um, so it's a little bit of a nostalgia pull, but yeah, that's that's where I got to go with that. No, I agree. Um, before I say my story, do you remember if you could, could you go into those buildings or were they just decorative? No, you could go into them. They were, okay, they were very I simple. I think you could go down like a ramp from the roof yes, then, and then but... one door or two doors on the bo- on the floor level of each. They were laid out the exact same way. But I think if you did like capture the flag, the flag was in there and then like the rocket would appear like in the middle of the stage. That's kind of how I remember the layout being. Then my memory is correct because I had that experience with just a bunch of friends hanging out and playing Halo. And it was the first time I had played with the right stick controlling the camera. Mm. I could not do it. I could not (laughs) do it. I hated it. So I would just go down the stairs and aim my gun at the doorway and wait for someone to come in and then blast them. Oh, you're the camper. <laughs> that was my, yeah, I learned to, to camp before I learned to shoot. <laughs> before I learned to aim. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you set up a little campfire and have your marshmallows and stuff. Oh, there's a person. Bang. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's that's the thing about stages like that. Like they have restrictive areas like those bases. Yeah, they were simple layouts, but you had that and then everything else was open. And somehow like eight people on that map was just enough to get craziness done. And, and just, and, you know, go, go wild with it. So um, I think it's something special. I mean, at this point, it's, it's over 20 years old, which is just wild to me. But um, I remember those days like they were yesterday. So it's, it's awesome. Good pick. Nice. Good pick. Great pick. And that's it. That's, those are the only picks. Every other game location is bad. And um, definitively. Yeah. Definitively. Yep. Um, yep. But yeah, if, if you disagree with us, uh, Reach out to us on Twitter. Send us an email at superpodsog at gmail.com. Join our Discord. <laughs> no one's going to email us, Tommy. <laughs> they might. <laughs> and where can, where can people find if they want more Dave goodness? Uh, the Dave goodness. Wow. Um, I mean, I don't know if I'm that good, but uh, remember 64 show across social media. Uh, like I said earlier, anything but Facebook essentially is where I try to keep active um it's really hard to keep up with stuff like there's just there's so much shit to do man but i love it i love interacting with people (laughs) hearing from people and you know putting out the goofy stuff that i do so um yeah remember 64 show across social media and remember 64 is the podcast yeah and what about us aaron what about us if any more uh creamy delicious super pod saga goodness (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh superpodsaga.com episodes blog Reviews, social support, Patreon, bonus episodes, early access, superpodsaga.com. Excellent. And what are we, what are we going to talk about next week, Aaron? Dave won't get to take part. Aw. Sorry, Dave. Aww. We're, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about our, our favorite our favorite unlockables in video games. Oh, such a good pick. Ooh, I, I like it. <laughs> Did you just yeah. like slap your legs? I got very, no, I, I knocked my phone off the table because I got so excited. Oh. <laughs> It's not the phone's fault. Jeez. (laughs) God damn it. That's such a good fucking pick. God damn it, phone. (laughs) So look forward to that in our next episode. Thank you for listening today. Thank you, Dave, for joining us. Um, Thank you, Aaron, for also being here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Tommy. (laughs) Thank you, listeners, for listening. Have a great day. Bye. Dave, say bye. Oh, oh, uh, bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye.